Hey, Soulpreneur family, this is Tanisha White and Marcy Ferry, and you're listening to the Soulpreneur Sundays podcast, a show for soul-led entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who want to build their own businesses, but who don't want to go on that journey completely alone. Join us as we share our honest and real soulpreneur stories, including the highs and the lows. And learn about solutions and resources that we found along the way that can help you with a wide array of common soulpreneur challenges. Welcome to our sacred space. Welcome to Soulpreneur Sundays. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode five of Soulpreneur Sundays. Today, we're talking about working out your weaknesses as a soulpreneur. So this is something Tanisha and I were recently talking about with ourselves that Sometimes when you take this journey, this path, it very quickly points out to you some of your weaknesses because now you're doing everything, right? You're all the things in your business. So you can't help but naturally see what you are good at and what you aren't good at. And today we're just going to explore a little bit how these become our blocks and how we can move through them. I think it's really important to take a healthy approach to working through your weaknesses as a solopreneur. So Welcome, Tanisha. How are things with you? Hey, Marcy. I am doing well. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just glad to be back. Super excited to talk about this because I know that it is a challenge that all of us are going through simultaneously, right? Um, And like you said, we were having a discussion and I don't remember exactly what I said. But I know I was saying something about how um, being a soul, soulpreneur or just being an entrepreneur in general really highlights all of the things that you're not great at. Um, and so it kind of gets a little frustrating. And so today I think it would, really, it would be really cool to talk about some of the things that we've had to work out, some of the weaknesses that we've seen within ourselves. And then some of the ways that we've been able to navigate through them and resolve or just kind of strengthen some of those weaknesses. Yes, yes. I love that you said frustration because that's often what I feel when it comes up with weaknesses, like just this frustration of why can't I do this? And so that is why it's really important for us to share and talk through how we can move through that and move past it. Yeah. And not even just like, why can't I do it? But why does it take me so long to do it? Everything feels, at least for me, right? Um, it feels like everything takes me all day. And it's really frustrating when, you're, when your to-do list is pages long and something that could have taken someone else maybe one hour takes you four hours and you're like, what just happened? Um, and so I think it'll be really helpful for us to just kind of walk through some of our common weaknesses and then, uh, just kind of talk about how we work through them. Maybe we can give someone pointers, things that they didn't think of, a new perspective on how to work through them. Yes. Yes. I guess I will take the leap here and be the first to talk about what's come up for me as a solopreneur. And you've already heard all of this, Tanisha, but <laughs> you've, you've been on this journey, this, this ride with me since I started. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that kind of creep up on you. And what I think is funny is that you might not think that you had those qualities when you worked in a traditional job. Like, like me, I had one before. And 
different weaknesses come up when you're a solopreneur. Because now, like I said, you are doing all of the things. And so you start to notice even more stuff about yourself and also repeating patterns. I'm one of those people who really likes to look for themes and patterns and things. And so, of course, I naturally do it with myself. <laughs> all the stuff I'm doing. I was like, oh, I remember this happening to me before. I remember this feeling. Interesting. Why do I feel that way so often? <laughs> then I start to kind of pick that apart. And we'll get to more about um, how to work through those things with those ty types of techniques and, and spotting those patterns and habits. But for me, perfectionism is and always has been one of those weaknesses. And it's hilarious that people use that almost as a positive in a job interview. But I'll tell you, as a solopreneur, it is a huge weakness. <laughs> it's just not, no, not helpful. It is a constant struggle. It is probably one of the most crippling traits that a lot of us possess. Yeah, it really prevents you from getting things done. And that one I'm still still trying to work through, but I've gotten better. And actually working with you, Tanisha, has helped because sometimes you help balance me out and say like, no, it's fine. Like I'll even share a little behind the scenes with everybody. One of the things like with this podcast, when we first started recording, we're using something called Riverside to record ourselves right now and for every episode. And the first one, my my beautiful, fancy wide angle camera lens that I use for my yoga classes did not work so well with Riverside with the video. And if you're watching it on video, you may see in those episodes, like my video lags just a little bit or it looks a little like fuzzier. And I was freaked out about that. I thought, oh no, can we not, can we not share that? Can, is that, do we have to redo it? Like, what do we do? And Tanisha was like, it's fine. Like, calm down. <laughs> I can still see and hear you. It, it's fine. Let it go. <laughs> and that's, yeah, it's so hard for me to do that, though. So thank you for pushing me beyond those limits. But no problem. <laughs> and I feel like I'm probably one of the best people to help other people through perfectionism. Not to say that I don't still suffer from it myself because I have to catch myself. For one, I am a Virgo. It is naturally just in me. It's innately in me to do everything perfect, to be very meticulous and um, do a lot of tedious tasks and do them a very specific way, right? But over the years, um, I have been kind of deprogramming myself to allow myself to just be. And let me tell you, entrepreneurship and having children has literally changed my perspective on perfectionism because for one, when you're an entrepreneur, there is no such thing as doing something perfect. You do it and you do it and you do it until you get to a level where it works, right? And then even being a mom, my house being in perfect order all of the time, um, my kids looking perfect and put together all the time. All of those things do not exist in my life, okay? And so um, over the years, I've just been kind of trying to be okay with things just being what they are and then trying to improve on what I can control and what I can't control. It just is what it is. And so um, not to say, like I said, that I don't still suffer from perfectionism. I have just uh, gotten to a place now where I am more allowing. Mm -hmm. And so even 
with this podcast, there's been so many conversations behind the scenes that we've had, Mercy, where I'm just like, okay, I can go down the rabbit hole with you and we could pick it apart or we could get it out to our community and let them hear who we really are Mm -hmm. and let them just fall in love with exactly who we are and not like this perfect persona or image of um what we think it should be right and Mm -hmm. i know for you marcy it's probably even more difficult with your background in journalism Mm -hmm. and being um like a news broadcaster right where you're used to memorizing things and being on live tv and things needing to go a certain way all of the time but one of the things that i love is that you're so good with like turning nothing into something amazing when you get on here you can just talk and i'm just like how does she do that how does she know what to say literally you can see my thoughts happening i'm looking up i'm thinking you could literally see the process of me going through my conversation with you here and for you it's just so polished and natural and so i say that to say the things that we pick apart about ourselves when we're in that position of perfectionism can often be the very thing that other people uh, admire mm. about us. Ooh, that's such a good point. That's sometimes the things we think are weaknesses, too. That's another big part of this. Some things that we think are weaknesses can actually be strengths as well mm. if you know how to work with them. And that is something I've been examining lately because another weakness that I consider I myself having is um, perhaps being a little more of a slower paced person. I like to take my time with things. I do not like to procrastinate and do things right before the deadline. Like some people say they're legitimately like very creative when they procrastinate and leave things to this very limited time box. I'm not that person. And so I always thought, well, maybe that's not so so good. I've got to work on that. And I've spent years trying to push myself to move faster. But I'm trying to learn to embrace that I'm just kind of that slower paced person. I'm careful. I like to spend time with things. I like to really go deep. I, I think that's the storyteller, too, again, is I want to spend time really examining fully from all sides a story. And you can't really do that, or at least I can't do that in this really teeny tiny box window of time. Oh, that's good. Because I think for me, it's a little bit of both. Now that you say that, for me, I am a procrastinator, right? And some of my best work has literally come at the very last minute. However... I do not like the anxiety that it brings when I wait to the last minute. And so um, I think I'm becoming, and as I'm starting to uh, kind of calm my own nervous system and get out of survival mode in my life, just uh, overall, I think that a slower pace slowing down and just saying what do you need to do right now has really helped me to kind of get into a place of being centered and being kind of uh more understanding of what i need to help me get 
finished or complete a task or reach a goal versus waiting to the last minute. And now I'm like in a frenzy and I'm anxious and I'm frustrated and I'm irritated. And there's like this kind of um, emotional roller coaster that you go on, right? So you have to get this thing done because you have a deadline or whatever it may be. And then you have to rush, right? And so you get that adrenaline and you get all that angst and you get the frustration and all of the emotions, right? And your nervous system is like, yeah, like, right? And then you finally get it done and you're like, okay. <sighs> I think a lot of us that have been in survival mode for a majority of our life, we don't know how to exist without that roller coaster. And allowing myself to slow down has made it okay for me to not experience that roller coaster with everything. So I appreciate that calmness that you bring, especially when we're working together, because me, I'm not naturally like that. It takes work for me to get there. And so, um, again, you think it as a weakness and I'm looking at you like, yes, girl, show me how to do that. Let's meditate. <laughs> That's amazing. And I suppose to like you helping me take a little bit of faster pace when I need it as well, because like you said, it is very much a, a balance. And I also don't like that anxious feeling. I think that's why I say I don't like the pro process of procrastination. It is just too much for my anxiety. And I'm someone that has grown up with anxiety. So anything where you put these like strict parameters on me, I'm probably going to freak out. Like that's just, that's just who I am at this point. And I've learned to accept that. But finding that right balance of, okay, sometimes we can go a little too slow and give ourselves a little too much room, which then leaves room for that perfectionism, I think for a little bit of self-doubt, for overthinking, because I was going to say that's mm. another one of my weaknesses. So sometimes having like a little bit of a, a time constraint or at least a, a deadline of some sort or a goal time frame of some sort can help to at least keep you moving. Because the last thing you want to do is go so slow that you just get stuck. Absolutely. And a lot of that self-doubt it's just, I feel like it's just a byproduct of that perfectionism. Because mm -hmm. I definitely Absolutely. suffer. All the things that you're naming, there probably hasn't been a time throughout my soulpreneur journey that I have not felt or experienced or are currently experiencing those things. Um, some of the things that I struggle with, right? Lack of focus. Sometimes it takes me hours to complete something because I'm doing everything. Mm. Um, quick little uh, story really quickly. I was having a conversation with my husband and my daughter the other night, and I was like, you know, we've been going back and forth about this whole thing about me possibly having ADHD. I have not been to a professional yet, and I'm not going to self-diagnose. But from what we have seen and what I've, you know, uh, kind of just gathered from my family and my friends you know it's it's a hard yes at this point right from our standpoint and so I was asking my my husband and my daughter like you know do you guys think that I lack focus and they're like uh yes they were like do you see those 
like ADHD videos on TikTok, that's you. Like those people, that that's literally you. My daughter was like, mom, you're always doing a million things at once. And I was like, really? She's like, yes, you're cooking dinner. You're on your phone. You're on your computer. She's like, and you're doing all of these things simultaneously, but not really doing any of those things all the way. You're like over here doing one thing. She's like, even when you're just watching TV, like you get up and you have to like move around and do things. So I see this also in my work. Like I'll be working on one thing and then something will grab my attention. And I call it the squirrel brain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where something grabs my attention and I'm like, oh, squirrel, what's that? And now I'm focused on something else. But then I remember, oh, wait, hey, I was doing something. And I have to go back to the thing that I was on to begin with. So anywho, um, lack of focus is something that I struggle with, especially with being on social media. Oh, yeah. My job requires me to be on social media all the time. Right? And a lot of times when I'm creating content, I have to look and see what's trending, what's relevant right now. And then I get sucked into the rabbit hole oh, yeah. of TikTok or Instagram. And next thing you know, it's an hour and I've done nothing. Um, another thing that I, I really struggle with uh, currently <laughs> is the retrieving information from my brain to turn it into useful content or information or whatever it is I'm creating for my audience. I really struggle and I'm like, how do people just know what to write? Like when you're writing a book, how do you get all the information from your brain onto the paper? Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I'm working out currently now, along with some analysis paralysis. Mm. I don't know if you experience yeah. this, Marcy. I most I just definitely do. Overanalyze every bit and tear it apart until I do absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've it's, been there too many times. It's amazing, isn't it? I can't. Like, I look back and I'm like, whoa, how did I get from there to there? Yeah. <laughs> but still, I went absolutely nowhere. Yeah. It's crazy. It really so, is. Uh, something that I used to experience more so than now was a lot of comparison to others, especially dealing with social media. Like, is my content as good? Um, is the information that I'm sharing useful? Look where these people are. This person started after me. Now they have more followers than me or they make more money than me or all of those different things, right? Yep. And that leads to imposter syndrome, yeah. right? Us not feeling like we're um, qualified enough or us not wanting to call ourselves an expert on something that we know that we know, right? So these are all things that I've struggled with or are currently struggling with or working through currently at the moment. And so I hope that with us sharing our own weaknesses, our own struggles, our own frustrations, that you understand that you are not by yourself. We are all experiencing the same thing. Yes. If you are struggling with any of these things, make sure that you 
let us know. You can leave it in the um, little review area of the podcast, you know, leave us a review and let us know what you're struggling with. Or you can uh, go over to our Instagram, right? And we should have a little uh, graphic or video for this specific episode. Once you watch it or you listen to it, go back and let us know on our Instagram, Soulpreneur Sundays podcast, and let us know what you're struggling with. Yeah, we'd love to hear because I'm sure a lot of us are in the same boat. (laughs) Yes. And it's always better when we can... uh, come together and not feel so alone isn't that what this this is literally what this community is all about us doing this and not feeling like we're by ourselves yes and trying to do what we can even to help and support each other and help us get through a lot of these hang-ups these blocks and and they could be blocks too that are more and or weaknesses i should say that are more related to actual um skills per se. So like for me, I'm really bad with like math and budgeting and like pricing and like all of those things, sometimes a little bit poor at delegating. So there's things like that. But then when you have a community, once you're ready to you're in a place where maybe you can call in someone to help you, like hopefully in this community, you can start to find people who can help you with that. Because you know, I might not be good at the numbers, but someone else in the group probably is, you know, and I can hire them. So really looking for those um, connections to me is very, very important. And also just, you know, really like supportive. And it feels nice to to know that there are people out there who can have your back. Absolutely. And that's one of the most beautiful parts about being in a community uh, is that Everybody gets to stay in their lane and not only do you get to like put your secret sauce, like I like to call it in there, right? But you get to like have other people like sample a little bit of you and what you do in your secret sauce. And it's kind of like the concept of like having a potluck, but like a potluck of your, of your your genius, right? And like we all bring our genius and then we all just kind of like consume a little bit of everyone's genius and it helps expand us individually, but then also it helps expand the community itself. Yes. Yeah, I really, that's what I would love to see happen within this community as we grow, that we all have our little something special that we can feel safe and comfortable sharing and having a good energetic exchange as well of all of these skills and talents and gifts. I, yeah, I, I see something beautiful for me. Yes. So as we went through all of these different uh, experiences with uh, our weaknesses or the things that, you know, we struggle with, what are some ways that you've been able to um, kind of overcome or just discover uh, how to work through and get like past Mm. the frustration yeah well immediately what comes to mind is having someone to talk through these things with which i think we've been for each other that helps bring the awareness so really i think the biggest thing is is having awareness of what these things are rather than 
perhaps trying to ignore them, uh, push it off till later, like, oh, I see that creeping up, but I'm going to worry about that some other time. And sometimes when we bury those things down, it gets to be really overwhelming when we have to come time, you know, to deal with it. So having that awareness, simply being able to sit down and maybe even journal on it. That's something I like to do when I journal in the morning. Uh, things will come up for me and I'll, you know, even talk about patterns I notice in myself. I'll ask myself questions. I will pull oracle cards, things that will help me really tap into myself and really heal anything that needs to be healed in relation to those weaknesses. Because a lot of times it's just something that we've kind of got a scar from because we, you know, butted heads with something with that weakness, right? And so now it's kind of got this story ingrained within us of why it's bad and all of those heavy things. So when we take that time to really heal from any wounds that might have come up around those weaknesses, then I think we can start to turn, turn it around and maybe start to see it as, as a strength or something that you simply just know how to work with. You know what's there, but you know how to work with it. So that yeah. I think has helped me. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so one of the biggest struggles for me was asking for help, right? And so asking for help has been one of the most impactful things, not only for my personal life, but my business. Mm -hmm. So I started asking my family, like, hey, I need you guys to help me with some of this stuff around the house because I am knee deep in building a business. And sometimes I just don't got it. Sometimes I don't got the energy to make dinner or clean the kitchen or do a load of laundry. Sometimes I'm literally gonna be in my office or wherever I am working for 10 hours. And I don't want to do all of those other things because I can't. Right. I just don't have the capacity to do all those things. So if you have the ability to ask for help, ask if you need to hire someone to help you. Hiring someone is not as expensive as you think it is. OK, um, because you can hire someone to just do contract work and they may charge you by the hour. Right. And so something that may only take them one hour that might cost you anywhere from 30 to $50. And you could usually find someone to help you versus it taking you for five hours and you not getting anything done. So asking for help has literally been the most impactful and life-changing thing in my business for me to help me like start seeing results. Yes. Well, first, I want to applaud you for being able to ask for that help, especially from your family and from other people, because a lot of us don't get to that point. I think I'm still struggling with that because I I'm, I like to do things myself and then I worry about how much money it's going to cost and all of those things. So I have put off uh, paying for extra help and things like that. And I, I think I'm not the only one who's been caught in that loop before. Mm -hmm. So I applaud you for sure for doing that and for being able to work through that part that might be resistant to to asking for help. But it's, it's hard. And it, another good thing, in addition to hiring people, is 
just going out and doing what you can to learn the things that you might be struggling with. So say you don't, you truly don't have the budget to hire someone right now. You are like literally just starting out. It's just you and your desk mm -hmm. in your tiny room <laughs> or in a garage. I always hear people say in the garage or the basement. It's just funny to think of it that way. But if that's you're a one woman, one man, one person operation, then I would say, you know, YouTube, Google. I like to say Free. when in doubt, Google it out. Like yes. just, just go crazy. Uh, take courses if you can. If you have a small budget to maybe take a course to learn how to DIY it, I always recommend that. Because even if you end up paying someone later when you build, you know, bigger and bigger and you can afford to pay someone to do that piece for you, it is very helpful to know the basics of it. Because yes. you need to be able to tell that person what you want them to do. And if you don't understand a, a thing about it, it's going to be very hard to communicate with that person how you need to have it done. So a YouTube video, a short course, anything like that can just make you feel immensely more confident, I think. Just, just to be able to know, you know, the little iterations of the language around something that's technical, especially. You'll just feel that much more empowered, I think. I love taking courses, so. I love oh, Googling. I, yes. I am a graduate. I have a doctorate in the University of YouTube. Okay. Masters. Love it. I have been Googling and YouTubing everything um, for probably the last 12 years, right? Maybe longer. I don't know. But I literally, if I don't know how to do something, the first thing I do is look on YouTube. Or Google it. So don't be ashamed to say like, oh yeah, I learned how to do that on YouTube. And hopefully as you're here, you know, you might learn a few things, but use your free resources. Use your free resources. And something that we did, Marcy, initially when we first started working together, right? We were doing kind of like an hourly kind of thing where um, I would have certain tasks and I would just like pay per hour. Yeah. And then as we started to kind of like develop a relationship and we started realizing that um, we started to kind of have conversations even past what needed to be done, we started helping each other back and forth, right? So uh, I was tapping into your strengths you were tapping into my strengths and then we began to barter back and yep. forth right like okay well let's help each other with this we'll focus on your stuff for an hour hour and a half and then we'll focus on my stuff for an hour hour and a half and then you know we can uh use that so look at the people around you Okay, a lot of times, especially because we're on social media and we're looking at other people who do what we do, we're looking forward to the people who are ahead of us. Don't be afraid to look right next to you. Who are the people that are right where you are right now, right? Uh, they might be in a completely different market or a complete, completely different niche than you, but they might have some things that they can help you with and you may have some things you can help them with. So sometimes it's reaching out beside you versus in front of you, right? We're looking for mentors and yeah. coaches and all of those things. Sometimes the person you need is literally right next to you. 
Yeah, right next right? to me. And we kind of became each other's support group. I feel like that's what it was. And I, I think that the reason that works so well, too, is that we feel that we can be truly ourselves with each other. So I don't feel like I need to put, you know, any like fake uh, airs on or something when I sit down to meet with you. I'm going to be real and say, oh, I'm so stressed. I have this stuff going on, this stuff going on. Whereas with a mentor or a coach, sometimes I might go into it wanting to put on this sort of persona of looking like I did my homework and I know what's happening. And like, you know, you just kind of have this this feeling where you you might be trying to, you know, impress them or show them that you're doing the work. But here we just get to be real. And so that's why I really like the idea of looking to the people around you as well. Someone yeah. you can be real with and you can feel supported as you are. Absolutely. And I think having that person allows you to strengthen those things, right? And you'll probably ask more questions. You'll probably be a little bit more open. You'll probably um, just, like you said, just be more authentic in how you work through whatever the challenge or the, the issue that you're having. And I love that you talked about journaling through this process too. Because there have been many times where we've got together on certain things and we're working on a project or whatever. And both of us like, okay, I think I'm going to journal on that and then come back to it. Oh, yeah. And that's something that you helped me with was like, why don't you just journal about it, right? Like just journal on it and then come back and we'll revisit it later. And allowing myself, and even now I'm still like working through that, like letting that be a tool that I actively use consistently. Right. Where I actually ask myself questions to kind of figure out what exactly am I trying to get across? What do I want my customer to know? What do I need my clients to know? What message am I trying to send? What do I what am I trying to accomplish right now? I'm asking myself those questions and actually writing it out for it to be a complete thought instead of keeping it in my mind has helped me to um, be more efficient in my business, just in life in general. So. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that because that's exactly how I feel about writing things out and journaling because sometimes, yeah, we can think about it in our heads. We can meditate on it, but there is something about that act of writing it out, seeing it spelled out on paper and especially over a course of time where you start to slowly see the patterns, the themes, it feels much more intentional. When you write it out, there's something about that to me or type it out, whatever you prefer. It doesn't have to necessarily be handwritten in a journal. But I do really like having those moments for reflection and self-study, which, of course, that's why I love yoga, because one of the, the main principles being self-study or svadhyaya. And that is such a important part of my personal daily practice, really. You have to get comfortable with examining yourself, mm. getting to know yourself. Yeah. And that goes right into another good way for you to kind of manage your weaknesses, right? Or your frustrations or the things that are difficult for you, uh, which is looking at your mental and your emotional management, right? So like you were saying, you meditate and you do yoga or uh, maybe a, a breathing exercise can help you move through those emotions, right? Um, for your 
emotional and your mental well-being in regards to like working through your weaknesses uh would you say that the journaling is more helpful or would you suggest like people start off with meditation how would you suggest someone start doing that reflection yeah i think meditation is the great place to start even if it's only just like one minute when i first started with meditating i just put on some sounds of bells for one minute and just sat there basically and it just grew and grew and grew over time where i started to do more guided meditations and then moving into yoga i do think sometimes when you have a hard time getting you know into the mind or feeling like the mind is spinning Sometimes the physical practice, getting into the body first, can be super, super helpful. And that's why I teach yoga and journaling, because if you're someone who has a hard time making time for the journaling or the writing practices, or maybe you're not used to it, it's not your favorite thing, by fusing it with the movement, it kind of helps you bring in that body, mind, soul aspect together. So I'm a huge fan of, yeah, starting small and then just building as you go because eventually with enough practice you'll want to go to the next step it's just natural yeah absolutely and just creating that time to go within and receive the answers from yourself as opposed to looking externally for your answers or for your solutions right so just those quiet moments to just hear yourself think to get an idea i get some of the best ideas some of the best answers to my problems, some of the best solutions I've ever come up with when I'm being quiet, right? So like in the shower, right? Turn your phone off or put on some soft music when you're in the shower and just take a moment. Or like in the car, turn the radio or your podcast or whatever, not our podcast, but other podcasts, you turn those off. But like just ride in silence for a few minutes. It doesn't have to be the total duration of your drive, but just start off with like just two or three minutes. Um, But just use time to get quiet and go within yourself and see what answers you come up with from yourself. Yes. And that's also why I like working with Oracle cards, because sometimes it feels like it's an external thing because it's a tool. But really, it's tapping into our higher selves, or at least that's what I believe, that our higher self is bringing us those messages. So I like to use that as a tool if I truly am stuck on something, too, to just pull a card and journal on what comes up with that card. That can be incredibly enlightening because now you're thinking about it from a different angle that you might not have considered. So that's another that's another tool I recommend. Yeah, and I think that's a great tool for people who are just getting started because you might not feel comfortable or you might not be able to totally get those answers quite yet. It's a good way to practice using that muscle, right? And then naturally over time, just that practice will allow you to start going deeper within yourself and and getting uh, more comfortable with those moments of of silence or just reflection. I think that's really um, impactful, especially when it's just you in your business, right? When you don't have um, other people, or even if you work with a team or you have a partner, but knowing what your own personal desire or your thoughts or your feelings are outside of everything and everyone else is really important. 
Oh, 100%. That That's something that it took me a long time to learn is being able to follow your own instincts and not constantly seek uh, outside support. Because sometimes we know the best answer for ourselves and really we're just going to other people outside for validation. Mm. And that can throw you off sometimes too. So really being able to understand what your needs are, what your you know, desires are for your business, knowing and tapping into that through practices like meditation and journaling and maybe even some yoga or other types of mindful movement, whatever you can do to help get to know yourself better and listen to yourself yeah. more. And doing those things actually leads us into um, deliberate action, right? And so I have this book that I constantly reference back to and it's a like a, your pocket life coach book that I love and um it talks about acting deliberately right so it talks about instead of reaching outside of yourself for external validation or the demands of others choosing to deliberately act for your own um, emotions and your own insight, just finding your center of calm, right? Finding your place where you're able to uh, get the answers that you need takes time, but it's something that you have to do deliberately. It's something that you have to um, actively be doing to be able to completely tune into what you desire and what you need and what you want and what will work for you. Um, and as you work on those things and as you practice and that muscle gets stronger, it helps you to start building up a sense of confidence in yourself and having more faith in yourself yes. for those answers. We figure out what our intuition feels like in our body and we understand what it uh, sounds like, right? And so then when we have those moments of like, mm, I don't think that's going to work for me, we can say, nope. I know that that doesn't feel good. I'm not moving forward with that. Um, but we need that exercise to build up the confidence and the faith in ourselves to do that. And the only way we can get there is to deliberately listen to ourselves, tune into yourself, find your center. Do you find yourself doing that in your business now? Yes. Well, I, I've been on a journey for a while now to learn how to cut out the external noise and the opinions and asking everybody for their thoughts on what I should do. And it's funny, I'm the baby of the family. And so all of my siblings to this day still feel like that is their role with me. And so I'm learning as an adult now, I mean, they just do it naturally. And so I kind of just let them do it in some cases, but I, I have to understand like, okay, they're just trying to help and that's what they're used to with me, but I already know in my heart what I want to do. And so I've been trying to learn how to make sure that I keep my energy protected and know what's really coming from me versus what's coming from outside. And I think I started to learn this initially. Uh, one book I'll reference is Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. When I first read that, I think it's that book where she has that exercise of kind of tuning into the heart space and like tapping into there and then taking the next right action, which I loved the way she said that. Because it made me think, okay, what really is the next right or best action for me in this moment? And it doesn't have to be a big thing, you know, just one little thing to keep yourself going. So I've been trying to practice that 
you know, for the last several years, I feel like, to make sure I can tune out those other opinions. If I feel strongly that I want my business to go in this direction, I'm going to trust that now. And I think you've seen this with me, Tanisha, that I've been shifting in that direction where, okay, I see this doesn't feel good or right to me, and I'm going to trust that. I'm not going to beat myself up for it and say there's something wrong with me and I have to force myself to like it. No, no, no. That is telling me something from inside that this may not be the right direction and it's time for me to go where I really want to go, right? Yes, that is exactly what we've been working through together. It's like, if it doesn't feel good, stop doing it, right? And that's not to say that we're going to do only the things that we love, but when your business feels like all I did was just create a job for myself, is that really what we want? And I have just been watching you evolve and grow and like find your footing. And uh, we've been kind of building the model of your business and what feels good and who it feels good to work with versus who it doesn't. And all of those things are coming together so beautifully. And I, I just really love watching the process of like, basically you transitioning from corporate to solopreneur and just evolving and blossoming into this basically a CEO of your own everything, right? Your own life, your own business. It's been so beautiful to watch. And um, it's just like your confidence is building. You're starting to listen to yourself more. You're starting to say, nope, that doesn't work for me. And I love that. And I think over the next few episodes, I think it would be really great for us to kind of break down certain weaknesses and like go a little bit deeper into what these weaknesses look like and then like active ways that we can work through them so that we can start like breaking these things apart, right? We want to see y'all start blossoming too. Yes. Yeah. I think these are such big topics in and of themselves, these weaknesses, these common blocks. It'll be great to spend some time really diving into how to work with those and work through those. So I'm pretty excited to talk about perfectionism more in depth in our next Ooh. episode. I think that's going to get interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And we covered a lot in this episode, but I think it would be really great for us to kind of dive a little bit deeper into what these weaknesses look like and how they show up in our business. So I'm looking forward to next week talking about perfectionism. Oh, me too. Well, thank you all so, so much for listening. Again, please reach out to us with what you're working through. I'm sure many of us have worked through similar things or are currently working through them. So let's support each other. Let us know what's going on. Yes. We are so glad that you made it this far in the episode. Don't forget to leave us a review and connect with us uh, on our social media platforms. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Soulpreneur Sundays. We hope you learned something new and feel comforted and inspired by what you heard. We'd love to feature your comments, questions, or stories in future episodes. So be sure to leave us a note and let us know about your business and what you'd like to hear more about. To make sure you get notified of new episodes, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform 
and on YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram at Soulpreneur Sundays Podcast. And you can find both of us on Instagram at Tanisha White and at The Mystical Fairy with fairy spelled F-A-R-R-E-Y. Join us again next Sunday for a new episode. Thanks for listening.